AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, 
son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems, dropping gems. Welcome back to the Dropping Gems Podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Brown. This episode, we are going to have some meditation time and we're going to explore journey fatigue. Yeah, I just kind of came up with that term, but uh, (laughs) I know for a lot of folks, um, that is giving some language to what may be a felt experience that you're having right now. Um, And I really want to speak to that because, you know, the the healing journey, it is, it's a new understanding that our collective consciousness is really working with on a grand scale and a more mainstream scale globally. And it's something that a lot of us are experiencing and talking about, but there is a piece of the healing journey that um, when you've been on it for a really, really long time, you know to make room for the shadow sides of it. And so for those that are on the journey, and especially those that have been just so diligently and beautifully diving into the work of self over the last few years, I want to really bring forward and highlight that feeling tired, moments of feeling hopeless, and experiences of deep grief while you're on the journey are all natural, normal necessary parts of healing. So the last couple of years have been a lot. And if you're somebody that has been really tending to your process throughout the global pandemic, throughout our reemergence into the world and our reestablishing of self and systems and communities, um, you might at this moment actually be starting to feel a little bit tired. So if you are, This episode is definitely for you. Journey fatigue. Journey fatigue is something that happens when you have been doing some of the deeper, darker, shadowy parts of the work. If you have been investigating your trauma, if you have been investigating your family systems, if you have been investigating the way that your brain, that your heart operates. If you've been investigating the way that you feel about yourself and really looking to understand what some of the original wounding was or some of the original um, experiences were that led you to be who you are, grief, darkness, you're going to be a part of that. So that's what we're talking about this episode. I'm actually really excited to have this conversation with you because it is something that I explore really endlessly in my own process and in my journey. And it's something that I'm always in deep exploration of um, with clients and with companies that I work with. So first to start off the show, something that I did to just really get going was pulled an affirmation card from my Karma Bliss affirmation deck. Um, and as I was shuffling the cards, the card that popped out first was this affirmation. Um, and I want to invite everyone to just take a second to close your eyes and really connect with yourself in this moment, connect to your breath. 
The image of this card is two feet in fire, standing in flames. And the affirmation says, I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom and healing. I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom and healing. I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom in healing. And just breathe there for a second. It's funny, um, I chose the topic of today's show and then I shuffled the cards and spirit always has a really beautiful way of supporting the intention, right? Coming in with a deeper understanding, new knowing. And so it's very fitting that I pulled this card speaking to walking through the fire of pain, um, ultimately in service to the higher freedom that we are looking to experience in our lives. So we'll, we'll explore, we'll, we'll return back to that affirmation at the end of the show when we get into some soul work. I also have a meditation that I'll be sharing with you this episode. But first, I really wanted to share with you some thoughts that have been present for me. Um, especially in the last couple of weeks. So I'm a highly sensitive person. Some of you may know what that term means. Um, I'm also highly intuitive. And so I find that a lot of my journey is also navigating um, what emotions are not mine, what I'm just picking up on from collective energy or from some of the more shadowy client work that I do, that I facilitate. And so My self-care practice is very non-negotiable. I need it to stay alive. I need it to live. I need it to be myself in the deepest way. And I definitely um, am deeply committed to my spiritual practice because it allows me to show up as the mother that my son deserves and the woman that I want to be for myself and in the world. So my foundation is always going to be bringing attention back to connect to practice, especially when you are in moments of grief, in moments of doubt, in moments of hopelessness, um, and coming into a space where you're not in judgment of you because you're feeling those things, but you dive deeper into your practice and you open up um, to an additional reservoir of trust that can be present, of hope that can be present. And I also want to really frame that I know to have hope especially depending on what your life circumstances may have been, what your unique journey, what your traumas, what your spiritual curriculum may be. Hope requires great courage. Having an open heart requires great, great, great courage. And the path of living with an open heart one of the most revolutionary things that you can do with your life because it is very counterintuitive to the way our bodies and our systems actually want to respond and feel. It's very counterintuitive to the way that society positions us. The path of an open heart. That is my path. um, And that is quite honestly what initially drew me to the work. And so When I speak today of grief, when I speak today of fatigue, I I really want to preface with everyone that 
my path to myself was through deep trauma. And the way that I look, the way that I sound, um, the way that I share myself, I think sometimes if you don't know me personally, um, or if we haven't had a conversation in person, it can lend itself to thinking that I am about puppies and rainbows and light. And yes, I am about light. Yes, I am about heart-led. Yes, I am about joy. But it is because I have done an immense amount of work to create that foundation in myself. I'm someone that found this work because of profound, lifelong depression. I'm someone that found this work because I reached the end of my rope and at certain moments in my life did not think I could continue to be alive. And so when I share this work, when I share the power of connecting to a practice, the power of believing in your own healing, I do it from a place of rebirth, of having died to myself many, many times, of having really explored the deep traumas I experienced in childhood, in my adult life, to arrive at this moment for myself because I know I'm worthy of it, because I know I deserve it, because I want my child to experience it. And I want to have a life that has meaning, that has impact, and that has joy. But the path to joy, path to creating a sustainability within self that can house happiness, that can house authentic joy. For many of us, and it's something that also requires very regular release of grief to be able to be made true in your life. And so as I speak to this, as I speak to some of the shadow sides of things today and some of the nuance of what the healing journey is, I want everyone to really know you are not alone. You are so worthy. And it will become easier every single day. Because part of the healing journey means really being in deep acceptance of what ebb and flow truly is. And what I have found as someone that has been called to this work for their whole lives, um, but also who has been just kind of diligently plowing through my own lived experiences and my own deep tragedies um, for the past decade plus is that the thing about grief is this. And there's a quote um, uh, on Instagram. It was attributed to Jim Carrey. I'm not quite sure, (laughs) but there was this quote that said, um, grief never leaves you. It just changes form. And so kind of a, a visual look at it's like this experience of Grief maybe filling your whole body, but then maybe sometimes just being the size of seed in one part of your body. Um, The thing about that quote about grief, that is, it's a really exquisite and true, uh, deeply honest quote, is that I think for many, 
the way that we relate to that quote is specifically around death. And so a lot of people, we compartmentalize what the experience, what the felt experience of grief is in connection, usually just to very specific losses and specifically to losses of life of people that we love. What I have found to be true is that grief is actually all of life. It's not just loss. Grief is the experience of being alive. And so with that in mind, um, grief is always something that we are negotiating our agreements with, that we are reimagining, re-experiencing, ruminating over, moving into new places. And so to that effect, no, grief never leaves us because it is part of the lived experience of being human. And a lot of making peace with grief is making peace with the fact that the way society, many religions, many stories told over time, the way they positioned the human experience to us was always inaccurate and flawed. Human experience does not mean 24-7 happy. Human experience doesn't mean some of us have these exquisite problem-free lives. It means that all of us in all moments are in the of our processes. Um, and, and sometimes that can be quite dark to be in thought with. It can feel at times on the journey hopeless. It clicks in that, oh, oh, life is complicated. Oh, even though I'm changing inside, even though I'm having new accesses to me, new ways that I experience joy and happiness in the world. Oh, the world is so heavy. The world is still so flawed. You know, it's, it's that kind of observational view of multiple things being true in all moments within ourselves and within the world. And so to that effect, um, the way that I experience the healing journey is that I know I have to build in time to be low frequency. Um, and another way that I'll frame that is I have to build in time also for moments of depression, for moments of the world being incredibly weighty, incredibly heavy, incredibly heartbreaking, incredibly depressing. And as I record this episode, we're in the middle of May. A couple of things have just happened in the United States. There was a racist shooting that happened in Buffalo. There was also another shooting that took place in my area of Los Angeles uh, within the same day. And as we experience, as comes up with a lot of things that hit the news, um, there's also the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned and women not having access to have agency over their bodies, over themselves. So there's a lot of grief that is coming up. and. This will continue to happen for the entire time that we're alive. We are in a system. We are in a process. We are in experience of being human with many billions of other people who are at different junctures of their own journey. Um, different systems, different structures are in place, different cultures, different everything. We are an amalgamation of many, many, many contrasting, conflicting things happening at once. I illustrate this to say this is 
what the human experience is. Um, and so part of us seeking our own healing and our own access to the divinity that we hold within, um, part of creating our pathway to God, to source, to our higher selves, it is also making peace with the constant grief, with the ebb and flows of grief that will always be present for the entire time that we're alive. The way that I experience what I'm saying to you, uh, the way that I experience the words that I'm sharing with you right now for me is actually to be in a state of surrender. And so some of what I'm saying for some of you listening, it may feel like, no, I thought I was on the healing journey to eventually be rid of all these feelings, be rid of all these. I want to let you know that as you continue on your journey, what happens is you begin to really connect to the good so much deeper and in so many new, more expansive ways that create a surplus in you that allow you to hold the pains of the world, the pains of the process, the grief of the experiences differently. It allows you to hold them Instead of in a way that promotes a feeling of unworthiness, unfairness, pain, it allows you to be in a constant exchange of them, exchange with them that promotes more so a sense of direction, a sense of reverence, a sense of gratitude for all that is. So grief and joy, both are the path. Grief and joy, both exist at once inside of us. And it is about being and honoring and accepting of both. And so when we're in the moments of grief of our process, one, I want to always frame, seek the help you know you need. Whatever that means for you, if that means therapy, if that means psychology, if that means somatic practice, if that means leaning into some of the tools for alleviating the symptoms and experiences of post-traumatic stress or of complex post-traumatic stress, if it means for each individual, what is necessary for them, which could potentially include medication, could potentially include many different forms of aid, of therapy, of experience. Seek out the tools that are necessary for you and seek out the support that is necessary for you. So that's one, and that's always. But also, Seek to be with you without judgment in all those moments. I remember many years ago, I went to um, this experience. It's when I was living in Texas for a few years. This might be, yeah, this may be close to a decade ago. Um, I I went to uh, this experience where Marianne Williamson was speaking. And I remember she shared something with me that was 
with the group that was quite revolutionary to my mind at the time. And it was a thought she had around depression. And she said that, you know, depression is really just a warning sign. It's our body's response. It's a signal that goes out to us to let us know where the work lies, to let us know that we need to be supporting ourselves more deeply. And so what she shared at that talk was that when she feels depression coming on, she looks to really fill her life with the support necessary for that moment. I was really moved by that. It changed the way that I understood how to relate to the depression that I personally had been battling with since I was a child. And it also let me know that there isn't necessarily always something wrong or something that needs to be fixed. It's also part of what, for some of us, the lived experience could be. And so she was uh, sharing this experience of having had um, something that had really kind of knocked down her esteem in some ways. Um, And so she said, I'm taking the week, I'm, you know, filling my fridge, I'm getting all of my supportive tools to support my nervous system, to really love on myself, and I'm going to hermit or go underground or isolate um, for a certain amount of time. And so that gave me like a bigger permission to just not have to feel like something was again wrong all the time that I wasn't feeling excited and happy and all the ways that society was kind of um, mirroring what the lived experience was supposed to be at the highest level at that time. And it really changed me for the better. It taught me grace for self. It taught me that I'm a unique being with my own makeup and I can't measure myself against other people's happiness um, or other people's process. It also extended to me a real dignity for my own process. And so with that in mind, I say sometimes you're going to hit junctures of the journey where grief, where loneliness, where what can be felt as a hopelessness is really present. And it doesn't mean that you haven't done enough work. It doesn't mean that you haven't done the work. And it doesn't mean that you're any less healed or whole than you felt the day prior when things were maybe feeling really yummy, really good, really uplifted and excited. It just means that you're a human being who had experiences that are very complex that you may always be exploring to a different degree. It also means that you're a human being who is sharing a planet with a lot of other really complex people who are having very layered and complex life experiences and you're feeling their energy. Um, And in those moments, if it's not necessary to seek outside help, consider really sitting with yourself. Sit with it, sit with it, sit with it, be with it. Be willing to witness yourself on the darker days and just be, just see, just soothe, just look to bring your tools online slowly. Hold yourself, see yourself, don't judge yourself in those moments. It passes. These are parts of the journey and these are parts of what sometimes is the opportunity to cultivate a deeper compassion with yourself and with others. 
you know, every time I have one of those more shadowy periods, which I oscillate with all the time, I'm always in conversation with my shadow. I'm always in conversation with my darkness. Um, and again, I think I illustrated this point earlier, but I think because I am um, naturally a bubbly, outgoing kind of um, true extrovert, there is an assumption by people that I meet sometimes or people in my life that I'm just happy all the time. And my goodness, that could not be farther from the truth. I do, though, always feel equipped for my life at all the time. And that's an area that I'm very happy to have landed with me. I am not always happy. I am not always sunshine, but I am always an acceptance of myself. And even in some of the darker moments, which I had a few this week, um, that shooting in Buffalo really gutted me. Um, the feelings of the eclipse coming in, some of the things that I was personally working on about myself and my story and my lived experience um, really came to the surface. <laughs> through the Mercury retrograde, through the eclipse, and through this uh, full moon in Scorpio. We're in the month of May right now as I record this. A lot of that brought things forward for me. And the thing that kind of came forward for me the most was this dialogue that I always have with myself around grace for other people who it may not be possible for them to grow in this life. That may not be their calling. And always finding a deeper acceptance of that. You know, um, a friend of mine said something to me a couple of years ago. We were in a program together and uh, I remember I was talking a lot about, you know, my depth of understanding around other people and around um, grace, but the sometimes sadness that comes in that even the people we're really connected to um, may not be able to really ever fully see us and I remember she said to me you know coming to these deeper understandings it does not always mean change having these deeper more elevated awarenesses about healing about growth about human potential it doesn't always mean change And that's where you really live your work. That's where you live your healing. The living of the journey comes in when there is not an expectation of anyone else that you are connected to changing, where there is not even an expectation of the world changing. It is about harnessing the love and growth and worth and acceptance that you have for self and allowing that to be your guiding force and radiating radiating (laughs) that outwardly even in spite of everything else not changing Um, and it takes it takes a big heart to hold that it does take a big commitment to self and knowing of self to hold that But I want to be so honest with you that for me, in the way that um, I share my work in my life, that is the way that I understand the human journey to be. It is about when you're having the good moments, 
when you're having the clarity, the breakthroughs, the expansive joy and happiness that is possible for all of us. It's about digging your feet in as deeply as possible in those moments and really feeling them, loving them, being with them. And then that creates the balancing for the other moments that are sure to come for all of us, you know? And it's about coming into a space of emotional regulation. And I think that to me is the most gorgeous and profound gift of doing the work of self, of doing the work of being on the journey. It is the experience of, I know that in all moments I am equipped. I know that in all moments I have access to my own love, to my own grace, to my own joy, to my own warmth. I know that I am operating out of a space of love and not reaction. And to me, that makes every step always worth it. For those of you that are, you know, kind of really in your journey right now and have experienced these you know, these breakthroughs, these, these moments of deep transformation of healing in yourself, these paradigm shifts within, you know, I, I think you can really understand and appreciate that having access to emotional regulation, it is enough. Out of all the billions of people on this planet, it is actually a very rare, rare space to occupy. You know, emotional regulation is something that many of us had to teach ourselves and had to be in practice with. In the practice of being emotionally regulated, um, it requires so much, so much self-investigation. We also, you know, the, the deeper understanding of that is, if that's something you had to learn as an adult, it is because it was not taught to you as a child. If it was not taught to you as a child, or role modeled for you as a child, oftentimes that means you have experienced childhood trauma. You have had experiences that didn't allow you to establish your core identity in a way that was nourishing, fulfilling, and supportive to your unique, authentic path as a human being. And there's always going to be a grief around that. There really is, and I want to be honest about that. There is always, if there were things that were not taught or known to you as a child, if there were things that you experienced that did not receive your consent, there will always be grief present for that. But the way that you experience that grief, the depths to with which you experience that grief, where it is felt in your body and for how long it is felt, that is what changes. That is what makes it worth it. That is what you should be feeling so deeply proud about. It's the difference between living your life in sabotage of self, living your life in personal betrayal because you're in agony all the time or in denial all the time versus Having a bad moment, having a bad day does not make you think your life is bad or that you are bad or wrong or you are somehow inherently unworthy or always being challenged and persecuted. And that makes all the difference to a lived experience. 
you know, what, what might have been something that you felt personally for hours, days, weeks, months, years is now something that you are able to potentially process in much less time. Maybe even getting it down to pivoting within seconds or being able to support yourself and your needs within seconds. And that is why the journey is so breathtaking, beautiful, and expansive. But our curriculum is our curriculum. And very often these core wounds, these original wounds, these pieces that were an exploration of this perceived fixing that we are doing on self. It's something that we're going to be in ongoing conversation with for our lives or our experience, but the way that we experience it changes and the goodness that we create space for that's allowed to come in changes. And that is everything. And that is amazing. That's what shifts us being able to operate out of our strengths, operate out of our inherent gifts, operate out of purpose versus operating out of tragedy, operating out of shadow, operating shame. And that part is something I am deeply, deeply, deeply grateful for. So this was an episode to check in on the journey to also let you know that if you're feeling fatigue in this moment, if you find yourself feeling fatigue at different junctures of the path, to instead of allowing it to minimize you, to darken you, to bring in shame, you allow it to just be an observation, to witness it, to notice it, to say, yeah, I do feel this way sometimes because this, this, and this has happened to me. I do feel this way sometimes because biologically, I'm reprogramming my neural pathways. And sometimes I am going to go down those familiar loops, those different grooves, those ridges in my brain and in my body that I was existing in for a long time. But it doesn't mean this is who I am. It doesn't mean this is what's true. It just means this is what's being presently observed right now. And then we lean into our tools. We lean into our practice. We lean into that bigger knowing. Yeah. So I hope you're connecting with what I'm saying. Um, And, you know, as always, take what fits, leave what doesn't. This is how I relate to my work. This is how I relate to my practices. This is how I relate to my journey. Um, both as a participant in this web of life and also as a facilitator, a trauma-informed facilitator of human work. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. 
You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So let's take a moment right now. I wanted to allow everyone to just kind of settle into your body. And we're going to do just a brief, brief meditation together. But go ahead and allow yourself to find a comfortable position to sit in. So that may be in a chair, that may be on the floor might be laying down, sitting cross-legged. Maybe you want your legs in front of you. Maybe you're finding an opportunity now to support your spine, either sitting back in your chair, up against a wall, or sitting up. 
as straight and comfortably as you can. And again, please join in this meditation safely, not if you are driving or operating anything that needs your full focus. Save it for later. And as you connect with your body, as you connect with your spirit in this moment, allow yourself to gently close your eyes. And I want you to notice any tightness or charge that you're holding in your body and send some softness to that space. Sink into the softness of your being. Imagine yourself sinking into yourself. What does it feel like? Under your skin. What does it feel like under your tissues, under your muscles, within your bones? You access a new felt experience there. And just practice being inside of you right now. And now connect to your breath. Allow your breath to really hold you here. And if it's comfortable and if you're able, connect to a deep inhale in and out through your nose. Full, slow, measured. It's a supportive breath, a nourishing breath. Sip it in long, inhale through your nose here. And hold it briefly. And let it come out slow, paced, measured, intentional through your nose. And do that breath three times here. And in your inhale. And exhale. Beginning an inhale and an exhale here. And now settle into any breath that feels nourishing and natural, whatever feels good for you. And now I want you to connect to what is really felt inside your body. And if there is a sadness or a grief, a dullness, a numbness, a barrier that's present in your body right now, I want you to allow yourself to look at it. Allow yourself to notice it. And there is no hierarchy of what that grief could be felt like. That feeling could be maybe just a simple daily stress or a feeling of being unseen somehow at work or within your family structure, within your friendships. It could be just a loneliness that's present as we navigate this new world, this new earth coming out of the pandemic and the agreements that we've made with friendships or the releases that we've made from people in our lives. And maybe we're just noticing that, yeah, even though this is for my highest good, this hurts. 
We're just seeing it. We're just noticing it. And if there's emotion that's present, if there's something that's coming up for anyone, I want you to see if you can meet that need. And maybe that feels like placing a hand over your heart. Maybe that feels like placing both hands over your sacral chakra, your womb space, the area underneath your navel. Maybe that means supporting yourself with a few additional deep breaths right here. Or maybe that means allowing yourself to let any tears that are present fall and release that energy. Allow it out. Allow it to be seen. Allow it to be felt. Or maybe you're connecting to something even deeper. Maybe there is this real chunk of your curriculum that you're moving through right now around any original wounding. And for each of us, that's so unique. But whatever that is for you, honor yourself in this moment by being willing to look at it and to not judge it and to not have to make it mean something about you. To just look at it as something that has been present, that is a piece of what you are moving through in this life. And just honor the fact that if it hurts, it does hurt. And you have a right to let yourself feel that too, to honor the experience, to not gloss over it, to not instantly have to come into positivity, to just be with yourself as is. And sit with yourself here and give yourself the love that you need, that you crave, that you deserve, that you're worthy of. And now let's take one more deep breath here. And now allow yourself to release that connection to the grief. And allow yourself to support yourself with things you know to be deeply true, that are good about your life, that are nourishing about your life, that you love about yourself. What are some new awarenesses you've come into about your power, about your grace, about your beauty, about your worthiness, about your purpose? What are some things you know to be true about the greatness of you, the way that your mind works, the way that your heart works? Where is that felt? And now bring your attention to your heart. Ahata. Or heart chakra. And just notice what that heart space feels like inside. Bring your attention there to really illuminating, clearing, and releasing any trapped energy that happens to be right there in your heart center. Some of you may be even experiencing vivid green color coming into your awareness. And just sit there with that. Pour into yourself. Speak life into yourself here. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. 
holding that breath in, really letting it circulate within your body. And now exhaling fully, deeply, releasing. And now bringing it back to a natural, normal breath, knowing that all of your needs are met. The universe is conspiring on your behalf. You are a powerful co-creator of your healing journey with the divine, with source. And that the experiences of your life are not the entirety of who you are. They are not the deepest truth of who you are. And now allowing yourself to come gently back into your body, into this present moment. Allow your eyes to just gently flutter back open as you join me in this space of awareness. Mm. Bringing your palms together, right at heart center. Take a bow for yourself. Take a bow for this moment and for all of the people that we're sharing in this exact moment with you, connected to this exact frequency of this meditation. The light in me recognizes and honors the light in you. Namaste. And now coming back into the affirmation for some soul work. The affirmation that I read at the top of the show, which is, I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom and healing. I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom and healing. I walk through the fire of my pain to experience freedom in healing. Mm. And today I want you to think about as your soul work, maybe use some time this week as able. I want you to think about something new you can add to your practice that specifically allows you to honor your moments of grief. So that could look like having a crying practice. I carve out time in my month to just release, to let myself cry, to let myself think about some of the things that felt challenging through my month, through my experiences, through my life. And if I need to, and I don't always, but sometimes I really do, I need to just let myself cry or cry and say, let the tears flow, let that release happen in my body. Maybe it's carving out time for more of a somatic practice. And maybe that means gifting yourself more of you, more of your own physical touch in whatever way that feels comfortable, whatever way that feels supportive and nourishing. But spend time this week really thinking about and maybe even seeking out some additional research around what is a way that you can support your grief when it arises. What is a way you can support your fatigue as it arises? That will make all the difference in your practice and in your healing journey. All right. Back here next week. Big love. Namaste. 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 Namaste.
Hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown, that's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world.